as I was sleeping You were watching over me While I dreamt about tomorrow You knew my every There's no way that I could face it without you. Before the day slips away, I wanna stop and say I love you. I love you. Before the world rushes in again, I wanna stop. And say there's none above you There's none above you I'll just be still And know that you are God Be still and know That you are God There's something about the morning of it all that calms my heart to hear you when you gently call and now another day is waiting for me to make it through and there's no way that I could face it Without you Before the year slips away I wanna stop and say I love you I love you Before the world rushes in again I wanna stop and say there's none above you there's none above you I'll just be still And know that you are God I'll be still And know Here I am in your presence Is where I long to be Along with you in the silence Before this year slips away
stop and say I love you, I love you, before the world rushes in again, I want to stop and say there's none above you, there's none above you, before this year slips There's none above you There's none above you I'll just be still And know That you are God Be still And know That you are God God, here we are in your presence where we long to be. That's why we come to this place where we meet with you and we thank you for all we have every time we gather. And um, God, before the year slips away from us and everything just gets moving and everything gets going, I hope that uh, you've heard a collective heart. Even though it's been my voice, I, heard, I hope you've heard Hope Vale's voice today that says, Lord, we love you. And we stop in these moments and we say there's none above you. And um, Lord, uh, what a way to start the day. What a way to start this year at church here in 2020. And God, uh, we thank you for your goodness to us already. And uh, we'll continue to uh, sing of your goodness. We'll continue to worship you because you've given us this day. uh, Because you've made it and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. So Lord, um, hear from us our continual thanks and praise as we worship you throughout this morning and this hour. In Jesus' name, we all say and pray. Amen. Hey, glad you're here, everybody. I'm Billy. I'm the worship pastor and uh, here at Hope Vale. And um, uh, why don't you stand up and say hello to somebody around you. Tell them Happy New Year. Don't you go sitting down. Come on now.
doubts behind I'm giving my hopes and dreams to you Jesus Reaching my hands to yours Believing there's so much more Knowing that all you have in store for me is good Today is the day you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, and I won't worry about tomorrow. I'm trusting in what you say. have a seat. Glad you're here. Pastor Brent, where are you? Come on up here. Welcome to Hopevale. We've got so many things happening. When I say Hopevale, we've got things happening in our kids today, which is the first time in a couple weeks, which is great. We've got fourth, fifth, and sixth grade programs happening here today. Bay City setting up. All things are happening at Hopevale. Uh, so my name is Brent. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I'm the student pastor here at Hopevale Church, and I get the opportunity to tell you about something coming up that I am super excited about and I'm also very biased about. So you need to know that before we get started, okay? We have our student ministry retreat treat coming. Thank you. Okay. It's very exciting, I promise. Uh, if you've never experienced a student ministry retreat or you don't know somebody who has, just come and we'll have all of our students tell you about it. It is an awesome opportunity for us to spend with our students in a weekend. And not only do we get to spend with our, week, uh, with our students for a weekend, but we get to push their identity 
their purpose and their belonging toward the gospel. And the way the hours work out, we basically get an entire year of ministry in one weekend, uh, just the way that it works out. It's an unbelievable weekend. That's coming up. If you want more information on that, please go to hopevale.org slash retreat. You can send a student, 7th through 12th grade, to that. We would love that. Another thing that's happening is January 13th, uh, we're kicking off a perspectives class. Now, this class is going to be unbelievable. George Puya is our global missions team, and he is just, a, I mean, if you've never talked with George, he's amazing. But he's setting up such a great global missions class, and this perspectives class is designed to help you have a further understanding of what missions is supposed to be, and they're bringing in experts to talk to us about, to people in this class, about missions around the world, and it's just going to be unbelievably good. Um, if you have a Monday night available for the next 15 weeks, this is a class you want to sign up for. Uh, my wife and I are actually expecting a new child in the next 15 weeks, so I won't be able Thank you. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, cool. Shameless plug. <laughs> okay, but if we weren't, I would do this class. It's that good. It's going to be that good. Uh, I just want to, if you've got Mondays, January 13th, you can sign up by looking at perspectives.org, Saginaw 2020, or you can go to the welcome desk, and we would love to talk to you more about that. That would be really, really cool. Um, the last thing that I wanted to share with you today is that our group life has a bunch of groups kicking off this January season, this new season going into the winter. So if you're looking for a way to get connected, you can actually go to our website again, and you can go to the Find a Group website, which you see listed on this screen right here. And you, that would be the best place for you to get information about what's out there and what different ways you can connect with people right here in your community. Uh, we would love to see you do that. All of this is possible because of your generosity and obedience. Uh, we're going to ask our ushers to come forward and enter into a time where we have the opportunity to receive your offering. And all of that, all of that goes to these different foundations, to these different classes, to our student ministry budgets. All of those things are affected by your giving. Um, not just that, but we have the opportunity to help students know Jesus in a deep, passionate way. And we have an opportunity to help kids know Jesus in a more intimate way. And so all of these things are tied to that. If you're not into giving in the bucket, we do have an online option for you. It's safe and secure. You can go ahead and text HOPEVALE to 77977. And that's a great way to give. That's what my wife and I do. We love that. Um, and if you're interested in that at all as well. This time we're going to pray and we'll receive our offering. Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough. We can't thank you enough that we get to do this. God, that we get to do these, these classes that are going to help expand our brain on how to see the world as you see it. And we get to take students to help them unplug and, and get away from the distractions so that they could know their identity, purpose, and belonging is in you and in what you did on the cross. And for the opportunity to do life together in relationship and in community with these groups that are being brought forward, Lord. And we just thank you that you can take our tithe, you can take our, our, our generosity, whether it's big or small, and turn it into so much more because you're a good God. We thank you that we have the opportunity to kick off 2020 together. In your name, amen. Amen. Well, you guys can stay seated for a moment and we'll stand you at the appropriate time, but Psalm 16:8 says, for the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken. 
for he is right beside me. And the beautiful thing about that scripture to me is it doesn't say he's sometimes with me or he's partially with me, he's with me in the good times, but he's not with me in the bad times. No, it says he is always with me. Through the stormy waters, through those moments where you feel entirely alone, he's right there fighting for you. And the beautiful thing that we have as children of God is that we have a savior who is faithful through every moment. And that is exactly what this next song that we're about to sing says. So as we go into it, be reminded of the goodness of God and our faithful Savior. Let's sing.
Psalm 13 that talks about your goodness to us and talks about how um, uh, all the stuff we go through and um, no matter what um, King David says uh, I, I will sing of, of your love and I'll sing of your, great, of, of your goodness and I'll be grateful because you've been good to me so um, thank you Lord for your goodness to us thank you Lord for your continual presence near us as we learned earlier in that psalm that destiny talked about thank you god that uh, you are faithful even when uh, we forget i think we come back on sundays to be reminded to be reminded again that you're here to be reminded again that there's something for us in your scriptures and there's something for us and how you want to speak to us so lord we love you and we continue to worship you because of your faithfulness Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see, all I have needed thy hand hath provided. Bless you, everybody. Have a seat.
Well, good morning, everyone, and happy new year. It's great to be here as we kick off another new year together, as we do that under the umbrella of the goodness of our God. I'm Dan Davis, senior pastor. It's great to share this day with you. Want to say hi to our friends worshiping in Bay City today, and we want to extend a special welcome to our new campus pastor in Bay City, Nate Murray. So, Nate, welcome aboard. Let's hear it, Saginaw. Yeah, it's just great to see how God worked through that process, and uh, Nate's here, actually the rest of his family is still in Texas, so we can pray for them as they go through a couple months of transition, but again, we're excited about what God has in store for Hopel in Bay City. Before I get to the message, I have even more good news to share with you, uh, you know, every year. At Christmas time, we uh, extend the opportunity for you to give above and beyond and express your generosity to the Lord through our Christmas outreach offering. And this year, uh, you were phenomenal again. Gave a total of $116,155. So I, yeah. You know, every time this happens and I see that number, which, you know, you have strung together several years together, well over $100,000, and it is incredible. And we saw that video that talked about global mission opportunities that we have for 2020, and those will certainly be part of what we're going to do, but there are opportunities right here locally as well that God will work in and through people like you individually and as groups, and so it's just great. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and praise God. In chapter 13, verse 8 from the New Testament book of Hebrews, we are given this wonderful promise of assurance about the reliable character of our Savior. This is what it says. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, And forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. That in this ever changing world of ours where things seemingly come and go at the speed of light, where we have absolutely no guarantee of what tomorrow holds, followers of Jesus have this unshakable foundation that they know that they can count on that Jesus Christ. The risen Lord, the reigning king, that he is the same yesterday and today and forever. And so unlike anyone or anything else you've ever known, Jesus, he will never fail you. He will never flee you. He will never flip-flop or flake out on you either. He won't because he can't. It's just not who he is. No, the very character of Jesus is one of forever faithfulness. That Jesus is forever faithful to his promises and he is ever forever faithful to his people. And if you know Jesus as your savior and your Lord, he is faithful to you, forever faithful. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Now I hope that's something that you will hold on to all the time But I think it's especially important this morning because today is Sunday, January 5th, 2020, which means that this is not only the very first Sunday of a brand new year, but it is also the very first Sunday of a brand new decade. 
A brand new decade. We are now officially in the 20s. Can you believe it? Which I'm so glad because the first decade of the 2000s, we didn't quite know what to call it, the aughts or the zeros. And then even this past one, it's not the teens because not, you know, it's just so strange. But here we are. We're in the 20s. And if you're like a lot of people that I've seen on social media over these last couple weeks, maybe you too have reflected on the previous decade, right? Where you were 10 years ago and where you are today. For Kathy and me in 2010, uh, we had two kids in high school and one in middle school. We were wondering what the next several years would be like if and or when they went off to college. Questions like, would they go? And if they did go, how would they do away from home? And how in the world would we possibly make this happen financially, right? Well, here we are now, 10 years later. We're not only on the other side of high school, but we're also on the other side of college for all three of them. And now we are celebrating God's provision through that journey, his goodness, and maybe most importantly, the sweetness of an empty nest. Mm. <laughs> you parents of younger children, there is hope. Be encouraged. Hang in there. There really is. Seriously, though, beyond that, you know, we had our other fair share of highs and lows as well this past decade, as I'm sure you did as well. From the thrill of our first engagement and the upcoming wedding for our son Jack to the anxiety that surrounded Kathy's breast cancer diagnosis, surgery, and treatment back in 2013. From us losing the first of our parents with my dad's passing in 2016, to us celebrating 30 years of marriage this past year. And so much more, you just never know what a decade will hold. Same is also true for our church. 10 years ago, Hopevale was still meeting in the same facilities that we had for decades, two miles down the road from here. While this very church building right here on the corner of Center and Titabawassee and Saginaw Township, it was still under construction. We were set to open later that summer. In other words, all of this here, it didn't exist. It didn't exist, at least as we know it now. No, the decade began with our church facing its biggest change since our inception, that we would be leaving this familiar place of worship that we had called home, and we would be stepping into the great unknown. Now, talk about walking by faith. Walking by faith with no guarantee other than God himself. But you know what? God, he is more than enough. He is, because here we are now, it's the year 2020, and this same God has done, as the Apostle Paul puts it in Ephesians 3, he has done above all and beyond what we could ask or imagine. Some of you here today, you, in the last 10 years, have come to know Jesus as your Savior because of the step of faith that others took back then. Also, many of us here have grown spiritually through this ministry. We've become better people. Our character has grown, and God is using us to be a blessing to others as a result. It's incredible. 
Over this last decade, Hopewell has gone from being a community church to becoming a regional church, where the impact of your gospel influence is touching numerous lives for Jesus in multiple counties all throughout the Great Lakes Bay region. Whether it is individuals and groups of you ministering to the needs around you, whether it's partnering with other area ministries and organizations to help bless and change lives, or it's the work that we launched two years ago this very month in starting Bay City, planting a living, breathing, visible presence of worship and service in that community. It is absolutely amazing to see what God has done in and through this church body over the last decade. And every one of you should, in the right sense of the word, take pride in being a part of it. You really should. And that's been our story over these last 10 years. It's been quite a ride, but today as we turn the page to a new year and a new decade, I don't want us to focus on where we've been. No, I want us to think about, I want us to pray about, I want us to dream about what God might have for us as a church in 2020 and beyond. And I realize that some of you might be visiting with us here today, or maybe you're newer to Hopevale and you're still deciding whether or not you want to make this your church home. So first of all, let me just say welcome, right? We are really glad you're here and sharing this time with us. And then second, I just want to give you the freedom to listen in over these next few minutes as we have a bit of a family talk. So on the one hand, you know, some of the things I'm going to say won't apply directly to you, so don't take it personally. Yet on the other hand, this is a great opportunity for you to get a really good feel for our church and whether or not you can envision us being a part of your future. But then for the rest of us today, as we think about this new year, this new decade, today is our time to get after it. It's our time to get after it, to commit together that we are all in whatever, wherever, whenever, and however God might lead this church this next year and this next decade, but then also how he might lead you. Even as I utter these words, my mind flashes back to last November and our series on faith in Hebrews 11, specifically this haunting challenge from verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I'd take it a step further and add this word, that without fresh faith, present faith, current faith, living faith, vital faith, that without that kind of faith, it is impossible for us as people, for us as a church to please our God. See, those of us who are part of Hopefield right now, we are blessed to have this legacy of faith from those who have gone before us. Because here we are now, we're in the present, and we get to enjoy the fruit from those in the past and their faith, which indeed is a blessing. But you know what? I can also be a snare. The past blessings can also be a snare because there is nothing like prosperity that can lull us into passivity. Can I say that again? There's nothing like prosperity that can lull us into passivity, thinking, wow, look what God did, isn't that great? I'm just gonna sit back now and just let things ride, right? No, the call before us in 2020 and beyond is a call to fresh faith. Fresh faith in a savior named Jesus Christ who is the same yesterday and today and forever. That's why I believe the converse of Hebrews 11.6 is just as true, that with fresh faith, we will please God. We will please God. 
that in all that we say and all that we do and how we live and how we love, and that we will do it in a way that not only changes us, but also in a way that spreads hope to the, those that the Lord brings into our lives. Listen, there is no greater calling, no greater joy that you and I can experience than living a life that pleases the God who's not only created us, but the God who has saved us and called us his own through his son, our Savior, Jesus, Jesus Christ, that with fresh faith, we will please God. And so if fresh faith is our goal, then how do we make it happen? What do you and I need to do this next year, this next decade, to personally, collectively stay fresh spiritually, to not grow stale and live off past successes? Well, this is where I want to go back to last fall again and remind you of another very important series in the life of our church, the life series from September and October, because there are some concepts, key concepts there, along with our response to them that can and will make all the difference in the world. Now, I'm not going to dive into all the details again, but I do want us to recapture some of the highlights, including the theme passage from that series, the very words of Jesus to us. From the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10. Remember this, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life, Zoe life, capital L, life, and have it to the full, to have it abundantly. That Jesus Christ laid down his earthly life for us so that his capital L life could be ours. It's the kind of life that is unrivaled and unmatched by anyone or anything else in this world. Like I said throughout that series, that our souls are never more at peace than when we know deep down that our past is forgiven and that our future is secure, all because of Jesus and all because of this capital L life. That's why we say here at Hopewell, we believe that there is hope for everyone. Hope for everyone. It's also why our mission is to invite as many people as possible to join us in knowing Jesus personally as their Savior and following Jesus more fully as their Lord, because it is in Jesus and him alone where this capital L life becomes our own, this forgiven life, this abundant life, this eternal life, this life everlasting in the kingdom of heaven, both now and forever. See, this is where each of us can fan the flames of fresh faith. Fan those flames where you start with Jesus and you stay with Jesus. That's why we develop that life model we walk through in that series where our life with Jesus is at the core. Remember this? Life with Jesus leads us to a life with people which leads us to a life with purpose. Life with Jesus, life with people, life with purpose. And so starting at this core, of life with Jesus, that once you know Jesus personally as your Savior, once you desire to follow him more fully as your Lord, then life with Jesus, guess what? It becomes the primary relationship in your life. It's number one. It becomes the basis of your identity and how you think about yourself, how you view yourself. And it's a relationship that then is marked by these priorities first. That life with Jesus means we glorify Jesus in everything. And we do so with a comprehensive faith, not a compartmentalized one, right? That life with Jesus isn't just confined to one hour on church, at church on a Sunday, as great as that is. But it spills over, it's reflected in our desire to want to honor Jesus every hour of our week, all 168 of them, right? 
in every area of our life. And we do so as a gift of gratitude back to Jesus. But then second, life with Jesus means we grow as a Jesus follower. Grow, not stagnant, not stale, not plateaued. We grow. Where we passionately pursue learning more and obeying better as his disciples, right? It's a quest, it's a journey, it's a commitment. The goal of becoming more and more like Jesus in our everyday lives. That is life with Jesus. And so as you think about 2020, let me ask you a question. What is your life with Jesus plan this year? What, what do you want to do to make your walk with him a greater priority? And I ask you these questions from a place of grace, right? Where the idea is that God's acceptance of you because of the cross, because of the empty tomb, those are completely settled because of Jesus. And so the status of your relationship with Jesus isn't a question, but the quality of that relationship can be. It can be whether you are engaging or ignoring God's work in you. So as you think about this and freshening your faith and your life with Jesus this next year, let me give you three possible action steps. Worship in church consistently. Talk to God prayerfully. Respond to Jesus obediently. Worship in church consistently. Make Sundays here a priority this year. Really. Make sure it is your first option and not your last resort, as if you don't have anything else going on in your life, right? The weekly rhythm of worship with God's people is an anchor in the midst of the storms of life. It really is. Now, I know life happens, and, and you know, again, coming every week doesn't give you more brownie points with God, but it does keep you close with him. And so if you happen to miss and catch the service online, I know many of you do that. And the point is you're feeding your life with Jesus because you have this anchor to your week. And then second, talk to God prayerfully. This year, Hope Vale, we are going to make prayer a major emphasis in our church. So we begin a new year, a new decade. Prayer is a major emphasis both personally and collectively. And the reason I worded it this way is because prayer is just talking with God. But it's done so honestly and intimately. Prayer also means believing God for big things. Believing God for big things, asking him and expecting him to answer in the best way possible. So for me, I want to pray that we would see more people, people in your life, people that you care about, come to know Jesus as their savior. I want to see through the ministry of this church and the relationships that we have, marriages strengthened and restored. I want to see people healed from trauma, from sickness. I want to see this region transformed by Jesus and his gospel. And left to our own strength, our own cleverness, it's not going to happen, but this is where we ask God to work for his glory and the good of others. That's why we're planning on a major prayer series this March. Right? Again, to help us lay the foundation for what God has in store for us this decade, to hear from him and to respond accordingly, which leads us to this third, respond to Jesus obediently. If you love me, Jesus said, you will keep my commands. You know, I want us to be the kind of church that takes God at his word and doesn't hold anything back, right? Our little closet, like, Jesus, you can have everything but this, right? My relationships, my finances, my anger, my addictions, and any kind of secret I'm trying to keep from God or others. 
You know, for many of you, this right here, this responding to Jesus obediently, whatever he puts his finger on in your life, is going to be the key to unlock fresh faith for you. It's going to happen when you hit a fork in the road between God's will or your own, and by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit within you, you choose obedience. That's how we grow. Life with Jesus. And then from there, our life with Jesus spills over to a life with people. It is not good, like we said in this series, for anyone to be alone. No, we are all creating the image of God, which means we are built for relationships because God himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is relationships. And so a natural outflow of our life with Jesus is our life with people. And that includes both within the church and beyond the church. So within the church, we need to connect with other Christians, right? Which means forging general relational connections with others in the church. Why? Because that's how God has constructed his body, that the life with Jesus within us flows back and forth between us in mutually encouraging ways. And then beyond the church, God sends us out. God sends you out to invite people to Jesus, to the capital L life that he has for everyone. And we do this by sharing good news, by spreading good deeds, by living good lives that honor him. We all have opportunities to represent Jesus in our daily lives and God has uniquely placed you in your place of work, in your neighborhood, at your gym, where, you know, wherever you live life. He's placed you there for a purpose. And so us living life in relationship with others both inside and outside the walls of Hopewell, this is all part of the abundant life that Jesus has promised us. So goals for 2020 in your life with people might include this. Be with people intentionally. Connect with Christians relationally. Shine his light brightly. Be with people intentionally. Um, I wrote this one for you, but I also wrote it for me. We need to fight isolation. We need to resist the cultural forces of disconnection that just makes us want to hole up, right? For 2020, I want to encourage all of us to make time for people. I mean, wouldn't it be great if a year from now we could all look back and point to a new friendship that started this year or point to another one that grew deeper? Maybe being with people intentionally has to do with your own home and making sure that everyone isn't just living their own separate lives, right? After all, the greatest commandment that Jesus gave us isn't that we just love God, but it's also that we love people. Which brings us to the church, right, and connecting with Christians relationally. I say this often, I'll say it again. Church is not a place to attend, it's a people to belong to. And I love what happens here on Sundays, but if you really want to feel like you belong it's going to mean time investing to connect relationally with other Christians. And so if you aren't already, I would encourage you to get in a group. And one of the great things about the rhythm of our church, church year is as January rolls around, there are new opportunities to get in groups, community groups, study groups, interest groups, support groups. And as you've heard, you can find out more in our Find a Group feature. I'm sure there is a group for you. It happens one step at a time, one meeting at a time, one person at a time. That's how the relationships get forged. And then shine his light brightly. Life with people is both within the church and beyond the church. 
And you are the light of the world, Jesus said. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Ask God to use your voice, to use your life with the people he brings across your path. There are no coincidences. Your neighbor, your coworker, your classmate, those people are in your life for a reason, so keep your eyes open, keep your heart open. Respond to opportunities that God brings to you to speak of your faith, to tell your story about Jesus and how much he means to you. And then finally, we get to the outer circle. Life with Jesus, life with people leads to a life with purpose. Now you and I are called to live for something so much bigger than ourselves and we do that in a couple different ways. We do it by giving our life away and serving in the church by following the example of Jesus who came into our world not to be served but to serve. God gives every Christian including you, a special place in his body. He gives us unique gifts so that we can use to serve others as channels of his life-giving grace. That's how church works. And when we all show up in the specific ways that God has gifted us, this is when the body of Christ works best. This is when the body of Christ reflects his glory. Second, we also love our neighbor near and far. We play our part in helping to fulfill Jesus' great commission, where he says, go and make disciples of all nations, all nations in our local community, in the Great Lakes Bay region, and around the world. We're not supposed to do everything, but we are called to do something. Right? So as we think about a life with purpose in 2020, I'd encourage you to use your gifts actively, to love your neighbor practically, and to live your faith authentically. Use your gifts actively. You have something to offer. You really do. Use your gifts to serve here in the church. And again, the new year is a great time because when you do and there are opportunities, you will feel more connected and we will be better off. We really will. And when you find the unique contribution that God has for you to make, it will do wonders in freshening your faith. You know, the program that you receive when you walk in and there's that tear-off. There are boxes to check off in different areas of our church where there are opportunities to serve. And so if you just want to raise your hand, raise the flag, fill out one of those cards and one of our ministry leaders will be in touch with you. A life with purpose means loving your neighbor practically. I love the challenge of 1 John 3, 18. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with action and in truth. Because to love your neighbor practically means living sacrificially. It means living open-handedly with the precious resources that God has entrusted you with. And when I say precious resources, I don't just mean financially, but I also mean our time, right? Time is a precious resource. Again, that's why I'm so grateful to see your generous response with our Christmas outreach offering and your commitment, right? to live generously, to love practically, because that's what it means for us to be the kind of church that's willing to not just talk the talk, but also walk the walk and put feet to our faith. And then finally, live your faith authentically. This is one that's you know, really gripping me, because you know what, our world is starving. Our world is starving for something true and something real. Our world is also tired of phony 
and hypocritical religion. See, people don't want perfection, but they do want answers. And there is nothing so powerful, there's nothing so compelling as a Christian life lived out authentically. Lived out authentically with people over time. And so if you know Jesus as your savior, God can, and God will, because I've seen it. Use your imperfect, flawed, two steps forward, one step back, grace-filled life. And he'll use that to impact others for his kingdom. Now, I just gave you nine suggestions. Here's what I'd like. I just want you to focus on one or two of these, okay? Don't try to get overwhelmed in doing everything, but lock into something that you think will help freshen your faith in 2020. Because think about it. Think if every one of us here just took some kind of step like that, there would be this incredible spiritual multiplication effect, right? In our lives, in this church, throughout this region, And that effect would be off the charts, it really would. And it all starts right here, right now with you, with me. So I'm excited about this year. I'm excited about all that God has in store for us as we together, each one of us individually, then collectively, pursue a fresh and God-pleasing faith. Well, as I begin to close, I, I want to tell you one more story from 10 years ago. Because to be honest, I think it's even more relevant today than when it first happened. So it's back in the spring of 2010. The new building here is nearing completion. But there was still this small yet significant detail that we were waiting on from the Saginaw County offices. And that was this. We still hadn't yet been told what our official street address would be here. Corner of Center in Titabawassee in Saginaw Township. We didn't know our official street address, right? Like, would it be Center Road or would it be Titabawasi Road, right? Needless to say, from a spelling standpoint, from a pronunciation standpoint, you know what I was pulling for, right? By the way, I, I, I still get a kick when, you know, longtime natives here call it Tibidawasi, right? It's like, uh, right? Thankfully, the county came through and gave us a North Center Road address. But see, the other question had to do with our street number. I was hoping for something catchy and memorable. You know, nice round number, I think, would work really well. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. No, our assigned street number here was 4873 North Center Road. 4873. Now, what in the world are you supposed to do with that? Like, there's just nothing that works with that. So I shared that with the church in the spring, and I thought that was the end of it. But some days later, uh, one of our members, Tim Burke, still attends here, came up to me and told me something that I still remember to this day. He said something like this. He said, you know, with that 4873 North Center Road street address, he said, you know, if you look in Scripture, the 48th book of the Bible is Galatians. And I'm like, yeah, I knew that. Inside, I'm like, not really, you know, but... (laughs) Whatever, I'm going, okay, Tim, where are you going with this? This is what I'm thinking, right? But then he goes on, and this is what really got me. He says, then if you look at the 73rd verse in the 48th book, book of Galatians, it leads you to Galatians 3.28. And he he shared the passage, and it was really moving to him, and it really got spine-tingly for me, because Galatians 3.28 is one of my favorite verses about Jesus' church. 
about who we are and who we're supposed to be. This is what it says, Galatians 3.28, 48th book of the Bible, 73rd verse. That there is neither Jew nor Gentile, there is neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. You are all one in Christ Jesus. This is a truth about, pay attention, diversity in the church that's brought together in unity by a common identity in Jesus. Diversity in the church that's brought together in unity with a common identity in Jesus. See, what the Apostle Paul was trying to say back then is that he, he was just recognizing all the differences in their church, right? Religiously, ethnically, vocationally, economically, gender-wise, status-wise. And by bringing it up here, he was celebrating each and every person for who they were. But in doing so, he also, and here's the key, he also wanted to make sure that everyone in the church didn't define themselves by anything other than who they were in Christ. That's a double negative, I know. But he wanted to make sure that when you think about yourself, don't think, well, I'm this person who also happens to be a Christian, or I'm that who also... No, you're a Christian who also happens to be... right. So it's not that he wanted Jewish people to stop being Jews in their ethnicity or Gentiles to stop being Gentiles. You can't change, you know, your ethnic background. And it's not that he wanted, you know, men and women. He said, yeah, stay the same gender. It's just this, right? His point is that these characteristics don't make us any better or any worse than anyone else in the church because they're not the primary defining identity. Now, you know what the church is? The church is diversity brought together in unity because for every Christian, our life with Jesus must be our primary identity. It's how we're supposed to view ourselves. It's how we're supposed to view others. Diversity in the church brought together by unity, by this common identity we share in Jesus. That is the church at its best. This is the lesson of Galatians 3, 28. Well, that's my 4873 story from back in 2010, but let's fast forward 10 years later to today. Let's think about life in 2020. I mean, could there be a more fractured time in history? Just picture all the division that we are seeing and feeling around us right now in our nation. How combative people are with each other, online, face-to-face, right? Why is it going on? I don't know, perhaps it's out of fear, perhaps it's out of pride, that everyone's rallying around all these different primary identities, from partisan politics to racial struggles to whatever hot-button cultural issue. Everyone is claiming their own moral high ground of superiority, They're looking down on everyone else, and it's tearing apart the fabric of our society, let alone the fabric of Christendom. Do you feel it? I do. So here we are, right? Pivotal moment in history as a church, and we have a choice to make. Are we, are you going to get sucked into all the chaos? Are you going to find yourself forgetting who you really are in Jesus? Are you going to define yourself primarily by things like who you are racially or who you support politically or how much you make financially or anything else that gets you riled up? Are we going to let what feels most urgent distract us from, from what's actually most important? Or in this time, are we going to rise above all that? And are we going to live differently because of our life with Jesus? 
is ultimately what defines who we are. Life in Jesus, who is what? The same yesterday, today, and forever. Whatever we're going through right now, it's going to pass. And the things we're talking about in 2030 are going to be way different than 2020. Are we going to let life with Jesus ultimately define who we are? And are we going to let that life dictate the choices we're making? Because that is what a fresh and authentic faith is all about. I mean, imagine a church filled with Jesus followers like that, where we don't ignore our differences. I'm glad we're different. That's how God has orchestrated the church of Jesus. We just don't let those differences dictate who we love and who we hate. No, we have this shared common identity in Jesus. And because of that, we're equals. We're teammates. We're friends. We're brothers and sisters in Christ who are living out Jesus' new commandment to love one another as he has loved us. And as we do that, Jesus says, this is when the light, the life, and the love of Jesus will shine the brightest. Shine the brightest in this dark and divided world of ours. It's also when we're gonna find that our faith in him will be the freshest. That's what God wants for us. So let's be those kind of people. Let's be that kind of church. This year, this decade, and beyond, because Jesus Christ, he is the same. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. And this same Jesus, he is the hope for everyone. And so let's pray together. So God, here we are, we're, we're standing on the precipice of a new year and a new decade. Oh, some of us are emerging from the post-holiday fog. Some of us are trying to wrap our minds of going back to work or getting kids to school. And others of us, maybe we've already blown it on our New Year's resolution, God. Whatever it is, right? You know who we are. You know our story. You know our struggles. And thank you that in that you are good. But God, here we are, and we thank you that in a world of change and chaos, of division and darkness, one thing stays true, that you, Jesus, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are forever faithful. Even when we don't feel it, even when we don't sense it, you are always good. And so, God, may we plant our flag in our life with you, Jesus. That this would be who we are and how we live and how we love would just flow out of that. And God, I realize that as I pray this for us collectively, there are hundreds of individual stories. We're all at different places in life, seasons of life, um, successes in life, um, struggles in life. But God, you know that. And so the step you want us to take in our life with Jesus or our life with people or our life with purpose, you have a tailor-made, unique, God-given answer for each one of us. And so we want to listen, we want to obey whatever you're telling us so that as we take that step, you'll do this incredible thing by your Holy Spirit and there will be this spiritual multiplication effect that'll energize us and transform the community, the people, this region around us. 
So begin with us, begin with me, Lord. And give me the faith, the courage, the vision, the conviction to pursue fresh faith in you. Because more than anything else, I want to, we want to please you with this one life we are given. This is our heart. This is our desire. And so, Lord, we're going to do all that we can to run after you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we close this service, I invite you to stand as the worship team leads us in a song of response.
There are these times when I work with Pastor Billy and we put together the services and we, you know, try to see, God, can you just knit some things thematically? But I tell you, that song right there, that is a fresh faith kind of song. It's one that says, God, I'm thankful for all that you've done in my life, but I know there's more. So I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to coast. But I want to put all that I am running after your heart. And so that's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for our church. Next week, as part of that, we're going to be in a new series called Life Signs, which is going to talk about the power of honesty in our lives with God and with others. And again, I truly believe it's going to be a transformational experience for our church. But as you go from here, may you have a blessed new year and may you go all out running after the heart of God in your life. God bless you.